And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you. Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Havenwood, and welcome to Like a Boss. Now, get ready for this show today because we have three hot and sexy women on the show. They're all badass, sexy bosses. So listen up. This is going to be a good one for you. And, of course, we have Texans and Aussies. Are you in New Zealand or Australia? I didn't ask. New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, we're Kiwis. Oh, you're Kiwis. That's even better. I love New Zealand. It's one of my dearest hearts. So that's awesome. So Texas to New Zealand. And it's like seven o'clock in the morning there. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, waking up, it's fun. You guys rock. Uh, so the fact that you guys are up and have coherent is awesome. So, okay, I'm going to tell you who I'm talking to today. Two millennials on a mission to help everyone reap the infinite benefits of nailing Instagram. That's Viv Conway and Tash Mays. Is that right? Great name. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> is that right? Did I do it right? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Viv and Tash have cracked the code of influencer marketing through social media, becoming powerful voices on Instagram through their side hustle. Viv and Tash focus on things Instagram, including influencer marketing giveaways and how to use Instagram to drive traffic to your website and product. The pair have over 200,000 net followers on their personal Instagrams and have worked with clients from 70 sorry, from 70 followers to 1.9 million followers across the United States and Australia and New Zealand, of course, because there's no other countries in the world. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, okay, this is really great. So by the way, you can find them at acethegram.com forward slash the win. So if you know that my show is, used to be called The Win and that's called Like a Boss, it's okay. Still go there. It's still valid. It's acethegram.com. All right. So, Miss Millennials, which I think it's adorable, you guys doing this. Um, let's start at the beginning. And I'm not going to like tell y'all who's going to talk. Y'all got to figure that out. So tell me how this all got started. Sure. So our journeys, I guess, with Instagram and how we started an Instagram specialist company, which is quite niche, um, is at uni, we were both working on projects which had to do with Instagram just for our own, um, I guess, different side hustles. So I had a health and wellness account because I was really passionate about health and wellness. Um, and then I was posting my photography and recipes on there. And then as I was graduating, that Instagram was getting me more opportunities than my degree. So I sort of went full social media. And, then- and for me, I started a sportswear brand in my second year of uni. So at the time I was 
um, you know, paying for Facebook ads. I was trying to use Instagram kind of like any business owner, just sort of winging it and figuring out what works. And for me, that was Instagram. So I managed to drive the majority of my website website traffic from Instagram and it was sort of from there that people started to ask us yeah. how we were getting all the success how they could do it for themselves yeah. and it was sort of like a year down the track that we got clients and then so became Ace the Gram a little bit later down the track and now we focus more on consulting and courses to help other people okay out. okay cool all right so one of you started a like a sports athletic store right yeah 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 okay all right and you don't do that anymore no, no, don't do that anymore. That was like quite a few years ago. Yeah. So why? I'm just, I'm super curious because it looked like he was doing really well. It looked like it was like 55,000 followers or something crazy. Why, why, why end it? To be honest, I started training for an Ironman. So I was working full time and I started training for an Ironman and um, there was zero time in my life to, to do um, vivid sports. So different priorities, I suppose. That and yeah. managing Instagram accounts and stuff that was sort of where the focus was yeah yeah and I think you learn so much from every like business that you're a part of and I think like all the skills that she learned from running a sportswear brand that she brings to this business is so ideal so it's been really good well I'm just you know it's it's super uh, it's it's unique to find something that was successful and then it was stopped right that's always a question what what happened and then I'm just curious let's going down that brand for a second when you first started you obviously had a ton of traffic there. Was most of your traffic at the time from Instagram? Yeah, from Instagram. And it would spike yeah. quite heavily when uh, I would use influencers. So give free product or pay influencers with larger followings to post um, in Vivid Sportswear. Okay. And then was that business profitable at the, before you let it go? Yeah, yeah, it was profitable. And then it started to not be profitable. <laughs> just, yeah. um, Just like... Any business can be it sometimes. So I took, so I made some, um, yeah, massive risks and they didn't work out so well. Right. But, um, yeah. Okay. That's so adorable. You guys are like, let's not talk about that. But that's like, that's, <laughs> right, and that's fine. And I totally get it. But I will say coming from an older woman to a younger millennials, I mean, it's in the, it's in the failure that you find that find that like oh yeah right? yeah 100 so, yeah. yeah so yeah I talk about my big huge massive failure I talk about how you know completely bankrupt now but, but at the time and I share the story in other shows I t- shared the story that at the time it was happening like a year after you know I had a friend reach out like one day you're gonna share your story I was like hell no you know I cussed at him of course but I mean I said no there's no way I'm telling this story because I don't want anyone to know my failure at the same time that kind of like in a weird way having that failure I would say failure but having something that succeeded and stopped succeeding whatever that was I wouldn't call it a failure when labeled that but having something succeed not succeed is actually like a, a what I call a scar and a reputation it's like a you have to have some of those you gotta have some and it's all just feedback yeah it's all just feedback and you learn so much from it and it's just like something that happened right like it's all just feedback and like Tash says you just learn so much and it actually makes you not afraid to sort of can I swear on the podcast it makes you you not afraid to fuck up in the future for sure you know like not yeah it's all good so what's a big lesson that you learned from that particular business that uh, you stopped doing? I think my biggest lesson was actually because I was doing it by myself and I didn't even like, um, speaking of being afraid of failure at the start, I didn't even tell anyone I was doing it for six months until like packages started arriving on my flat door from Columbia and people were like, what are you doing? Um, and I think what I learned was that 
you have to, for me anyway, as a business owner, I have to talk things through with people. I didn't, I didn't ask for others' opinions enough. So I'd make really silly mistakes all the time that would have actually just been solved had I just asked for someone's feedback or something or like, um, oh, really silly example, but didn't have a ruler. So I Googled one. Not a good idea. Um, Wait, you have a what? You have a what? A, a ruler, you know, like a a ruler. Like oh my yeah. god! <laughs> I didn't have a ruler, so I googled one, and I um all my stickers came out the wrong size. Like the stupidest mistakes, and it's like just open your mouth and talk to someone, and you would That's not have these issues funny. right now. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, so, so there's a video out there and I'm sure it's on Instagram. I know we're going to get, we're going to get to yourself. Don't worry. But this, and I love you millennials. You guys are adorable, but there is a video. <laughs> there is a video. I swear to God. And I can't tell if it's just like a spoof, but this person is telling their millennial friends or something saying, here's $20, go get gas in the gas tank. And she goes to where you put the credit card in and she tries to put the dollar in. Like it's not, <laughs> So the underlies like what millennials don't understand. It's like you guys just yeah, have a credit card, you know. And so the millennial keeps coming back, like it won't take the money. Like it, you know, it's the whole funny thing, right? It's like the Google the ruler. You guys are like, it's almost like they were like, so you should Google, I know. how do you put a twenty dollar bill in the gas tank? You guys, I know, yeah, yep. literally, it's like so that. bad. And yeah, had you just like, it's so stupid, but. At the time, I was just so in my head, and I was like, well, I'll just Google one. There'll be one online. I'll just Google image roller. It'll be fine. I just yeah, found out like- this week on an app. Someone was texting me, and they go, GTS. And I'm like, what's GTS? Like, Google that shit. It's so like, oh, okay. <laughs> I did not even know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know. They're like, big GTS. And I'm like, trying to think what they were saying, and I'm like, what? All right, I'll just like what's GTS? Wow, I'm gonna use that. I'm so hashtag GTS. Google that shit. Okay, um, I just taught a millennial something. Everyone, I just went. Yeah, you did. Wow. You, did. That's yeah. Your you don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> That's. I just feel so sexy for that. Okay, all right, let's go to Instagram. All right, let's talk about Instagram. So in the green room, you and I were talking about how I feel nowadays, especially as a woman trying to get out there and trying to get my name out there myself. It's like, I feel like the only time people have likes and, you know, hearts is when pe- women are showing their, their boobs, you know what I mean? And are showing something of that nature and nothing wrong with that, by the way. I just feel like, does that really convert, you know, is that really driving trap, good traffic or is it just driving likes, you know, and this, I feel like Instagram still at the beginning where Facebook was many years ago. Like, Oh my God, I have 3000, 4,000, 5,000, hundred thousand followers on my Facebook page. But we found later that really doesn't convert into necessarily good traffic. Right. So my question is what is, what's unique about Instagram? Number one. And number two, what are you finding really is working? And, and when do you come across a client with the whole female thing, they're just showing their boobs, which again, I'm okay with that. You know, are you finding that being effective in a business level? Yeah. So I think to start with, um, Instagram has a lot of different niches. So there's kind of like, you know, the quote pages niche and the entrepreneur niche and then all the business pages niche. And then, and I think in the past there was sort of that reputation of like, you would only post, um, like Pete girls would only post that kind of thing. But I think that's just a certain niche now. And that's like, if you go searching for that, you'll find it, but it's not everywhere anymore. Like so many businesses we work with and talk to, that's the majority of their 
marketing success is using Instagram. There's such a business community there now and there's such a sort of professional zone of Instagram, which because it's a visual platform that also other users are on, it's a little bit more fun. So um, yeah, we find that I guess Instagram as a platform is really effective because it's so simple. It's just a simple like image, 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 like one step action interface other than so many other platforms which have like Facebook, for example, so many different functions that you can do. You can get lost on Facebook, whereas Instagram, it's super simple. And that's why the engagement is so high for businesses. And it's the highest engagement of any social platform because there's literally only one option. Like you either like something or you don't. So yeah, I think the other massive thing, like you mentioned Tasha about it being so effective is that at the moment where Instagram is at, is that you're actually at a living level playing field along with someone else's friend. So if you do have like a business page and someone follows you, you've got equal chance of being showed on one of your followers timelines as you do mm. one of their best friends. Mm -hmm. And we just don't see that on social media platforms at the moment, namely Facebook where the average engagement is like 0.1 for organic and yeah. Instagram's two to 4%. So it's what a really 20, exciting what opportunity. Would you say 24%? So at the moment, organic traffic, like unpaid for Facebook is like 0.1%. You know, if you post on your Facebook business page and like two of your friends like it versus if you post on your Instagram page, you've got an average engagement rate of about 2 to 4%. So we're seeing a lot higher rates at no cost on Instagram or no sort of paid promotion cost. And that's really exciting because with shoppable tags and so on, we're still seeing that those engagement rates are high and it's just such a big opportunity for businesses, big or small. What kind of businesses are you finding the, the best um, engagement on for Instagram? What type of businesses? I think the businesses that have a product that can be regrammed by the users. So if you have like an amazing cake and then, um, not only can you take amazing content of that, but when you send it out to your customer, they can also take a photo of that and shout that out on mm. their feed and reach their friends. I think those are the brands that we're seeing that are getting some really yeah. engagement. Kind of like tangible or visually like aesthetic products. So whether it's a beauty company or it's a clothing company or yeah, a food company, something that you can yeah take a photo of, you get the whole vibe of it when you go on the Instagram account. As an example, you must have seen people like whitening their teeth, right? Like heaps of influencers, you know, with teeth whitening in. And a lot of those brands have been clever and like put their branding on the front of the um, product. And so it's just small things like that that they know people are going to take a photo of. They get their brand in there and it's just all around great brand awareness, which is so exciting. So what kind of companies are you currently working for or working with? Um, so we, we have a range of different types because we either do consulting with the brand or we'll have like them do one-on-one -on -one, oh, one -on -one, or just they'll buy the course or they'll be in our Facebook group. Um, so we've worked with a range, so like a test prep company who did um, like information products, information products, a lot of food, a lot of, a food, lot of food, a lot of food products like smoothie powders or, um, or what kind of like kind of FMCG products or, um, what else have we been doing lately? A lot of, um, I don't know. We've had some trickier ones. Do you know? Yeah, what like I mean? real like estate agents, gyms. And, yeah. Yeah. But it's so, all, I mean, obvi obviously Instagram's all about imagery, right? So if someone says yeah. to you, okay, look, do we need to really hire someone full-time for this or a full-time graphic person or 
what in the hell do we, if it's a real estate agent, I mean, there's only so many times you could put down, there's a house, you know, yeah. uh, even if it's food, do you need to have some, we were talking, I was making fun of it, but it's like, do you have someone literally full-time photographer walking around? Like what, you know, and I think the ones I'm thinking about, you're talking a lot about consumers products right now. You have to, you have today mm. anyway. I think the ones I'm thinking about is what I call lifestyle conversation. So there's burning yeah. some other ones that um, it literally looks like, they're on the front cover of a magazine every day, you know? And I'm yeah. just like, are you walking around with the cover? Like I'm on a cover, you know what I mean? It's like, right, so, yeah. and I, I'm again, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm just, my questions on a strategy level, like what's, is that really, obviously they get high engagements. I see there's a huge positive, you know, what I call likes, but is that really getting engagement? Is that converting into dollars? Is that really converting into a fan base where people saying yes, you look like you're on the front cover of a magazine every single day of your life. So yes, I must follow you because you know what you're doing. I mean, is that really what, is that what the marketplace has been showing you guys from more of an information marketing standpoint kind of client? Yeah. So when you're talking about, yeah, more personal brands and the people yeah. that are, look like they're doing all of that, um, there's definitely a difference. And so there's always been the classic celebrity marketing um influencer type thing in the past, right? Where you use either a professional athlete or a well-known celebrity as the face of your brand. Um, and the like general consumers kind of get to know that person through the media. But I think with social media and Instagram specifically, they get to know a person really intimately of like they're posting every day. They look up to this person kind of like a mini celebrity. And then they also see like the more behind the scenes on their stories. Um, and then yes, also their captions and their curated feed every day. Um, and I think those, that combination, I think if an influencer these days only posts the super curated version of just them looking like they're on a magazine every day, then they don't have the same connection with the audience because in the past Instagram was more aspirational and now it's the, you don't want to feel like shit when you log onto the log onto the platform. So the ones that are a bit more raw and a bit more connection-y, those are the ones that are coming out on top at the moment. Um, yeah, so I think if you look at the different people that are doing well on Instagram, doing that kind of thing, there's, like I know I follow this lifestyle blogger, Sarah's Day, and she's always posting um, kind of gym things and like pretty curated, but not so much. And she's now developed her own line of products and gets insane return. Like people are so passionate about her. Or you look at like an Instagrammer, Lord DIY, for example, she's like an American one. Um, and I know she just has such a passionate fan base. And then when her posting her photos every day, and then I think she partnered with Pop Sockets, this little thing that goes on the back of your phone, and they had their biggest sales week ever and things. So it definitely converts. Like when you create a connection with an audience online on, especially on Instagram, because you can show up every day, be on their feeds, be in their lives because people are checking the platform so much. Then people do form a real connection with you and then want to buy whatever you're promoting. If, yeah, if you do it authentically. So there's a couple of things with that that I, I want to touch on because um, I know as a woman, uh, you know, yeah. right now I'm, I got lights on and cameras and, some cold, you know, okay makeup, not professionally done, but you know, I took a little time. I, yeah. took, I, I, I got a shower going on, you know? So <laughs> I, I feel like part of the, and, and I'm just asking this question when you talked about people looking more raw, is that really what's working now today? Is that really okay to have that kind of more rawness? I know for myself, I like to get out there yeah. more raw and it just feels like every time I get on there, everyone looks perfect. And it just, 
you know, if as a, someone who is an influencer, or at least I try to be, or at least I'm trying out there to be, it's, it's, it's frustrating. And I'm wondering if you tell it to your clients and I have my own clients myself and I'm working right now, I'm going to FinCon uh, next week at, in Orlando and I'm really talking to them about, I'm, I'm building out a huge network um, and the financial market. And I think it's an mm-hmm. interesting conversation because I know brands want Brands want traffic at the end of the day. They yeah. want they want clicks, they want traffic, and I get that. But that doesn't mean that that traffic is going to convert, right? Is or it's yeah. traffic. I mean, we learned that from the Twitter days. So yeah, I think that my question I have is: is the engagement because someone has fifty thousand followers or twenty thousand or thirty thousand? Is that true engagement in Instagram? You have. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. And it, it totally, it makes sense, right? Because I remember having sportswear. I remember sending it out to like a really well-known New Zealand um, influencer, Simone underscore Anderson. And she she was epic. But to be honest, she was on her um, massive weight loss journey. She'd lost heaps of weight. And as a result, a lot of, like it converted well to a, a point, but not as well as say other products she'd used because when you think about it, her audience was made up of people who wanted to also lose weight. So I had like super overweight people that wouldn't necessarily fit into my thing. So I think the lesson that we can learn from that is figure out who the audience would be. So if someone's just posting like half nude pictures of themselves all the time and you want to give them a product that's going to appeal to females, you might find that their audience is probably not all females. Right. Yeah. 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 Even if you can pick someone smaller, but, um, you know, that has a more targeted audience. And I suppose where we're at with Instagram right now is we're quite lucky in that a lot of those personal branding influencers will actually have business profiles with analytics. So you can you can request screenshots to see where their followers are located. Are they male or female? What age demographics are we talking about? And it's indications like that that will actually give you a better insight as to who you should be using. Yeah, and we're finding, because we do influencer campaigns for people and the the ones that we find are highest converting are the influencers these days, just in a, as a general trend, are the ones that are more raw. So they're the ones that are talking to their camera on their stories, like doing long captions, like just showing more of the real life than the curated life. Um, and in saying that, some of the super curated profiles, they are they are more, you kind of take them more as like a creative portfolio or art and that's always going to stay curated because we kind of think of your Instagram feed like the finished portfolio and the finished like message of what you're trying to portray and then your Instagram stories are, are the behind the scenes and they're the everyday of like how that was created, how the finished portfolio main feed was created. Okay, so say that again. So you're saying that the Instagram is the curated or the final product? Yeah. And yeah, then, and then the business is not. Is that did I get that right? No. So do you know Instagram Stories, the um, new feature on Instagram yeah. that you click? Yeah, you click through, and they're only out for twenty four hours, um, and then they don't stay on your main feed. So I'm saying that the main your main feed, which is your normal Instagram page, which stays there all the time, um, that's a more finished portfolio of whatever your message is. So if you're an influencer, say it's a more curated version because it's got to look aesthetic, right? Because end of the day, Instagram's aesthetic. The more your feed looks cohesive often results in more likes and engagement. Um, But what we're noticing is that the stories, which is only 24 hours, like they're only live for 24 hours. The, The more raw they are and the more behind the scenes they are and the more sort of fails and personality that is up in the stories, 
that works really well. So that balance is what creates a really strong influencer of still having the curated professional because no one wants to go to a profile, which is just someone in their pajamas, someone in their pajamas. (laughs) Like there are like, if it's funny, if it's like a purely for humor and like, you know, that real person, then that's fine. But like there's no kind of reason for someone's next door neighbor's niece and then like a dog and then like a bad photo, you know, like you wouldn't follow that because there's just no reason to. So I think, yeah, it's the balance that's really strong now. Interesting. Okay. So going back to the one question I'd asked and I didn't let you answer it, sorry, is when you're working with a new brand that isn't consistent like that and you tell them to, do you, do you have, do you ask them to hire a full-time graphic or photographer? So we, if it's a FMCG type, type of product like food, then we'll shoot that. So we also do <clears throat> food photography and styling. Um, and then we'll just create a portfolio of Instagrammable content and then put that out on their socials. Um, or if they're in the States or something, then we'll recommend they get some just really nice social media type images shot, which is slightly different to commercial and the fact that it is a little bit more relatable. So say it's a smoothie powder, it's like someone drinking a smoothie and the smoothie's like got ingredients around it as opposed to, like, a picture of the packet. A picture of the packet, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And then if it's, yeah, but you can also source really nice quality content that the company didn't necessarily create. So like unsplash.com is a really good stock photography site that um, brands can flesh out their social media with really good quality and I think images. Like as much as if you had the budget to hire someone, that'd be great. Even if you don't, what I like to do is someone who I'd consider um, creatively challenged is go on something like Pinterest or Instagram, see what other people are posting and try and reenact that with your own product. Cause it'll still, it's not going to look exactly the same. Like it's your product and your photography versus theirs, yeah. mm-hmm. but just an idea of what it is and then use things like um, VSCO or Lightroom to edit them and use, you know, like maybe buy like presets so they all look consistent. Or if you are doing more graphic work, use Canva.com. What do you mean by that again, is, the pre-consistent? I didn't, I didn't catch that. Oh, oh um, the presets. Presets. So a lot, of, a lot of influencers will sell presets for Lightroom. It's Adobe Lightroom and it's just photo editing. So um, like Tastefully Tash sells some, but also a lot of other influencers will sell their presets so if you like yeah. the way that they filter their photos you can essentially just buy their filters and then tweak them a little bit more to fit your photography it's how you know you go on instagram and some feeds just like all have that same vibe like they all look cohesive as a feed yeah. that's how they do that as they all edit them the same way so they, they either edit them the same way or they buy them like that the same way so they have their own content but then you can get a Lightroom preset, which is just like a kind of pre-edited settings and you just apply those to your photos and then tweak them a bit. Oh, I didn't understand the Lightroom preset. Okay. Got it. That's on Adobe. Mm. Okay. I didn't understand that. Yeah. yeah. Accents are so well, we, Oh yeah. I was going to say, I said the accent. <laughs> it's the accent. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, some people might not, not even know what uni is, right? That's the university. Oh, like yeah. college, <laughs> university. <laughs> the uni. The uni, yeah, we're like, is that a bar? Is that like a cool bar? What's that? Uh, yeah, sounds like a cool bar, you know? Um, That's so funny. Yeah, I know, I didn't want to stop your flow or anything, but it was cute. Okay, so curious, let's just talk about lifestyle, like people who are coaches, authors, speakers, that kind of world, influencers, they don't have yeah. a product necessarily, or maybe they're going to be working with a product, you know, but... Um, like I'm going to the financial market with my, one of my network, my, one of my podcasts on my network. And 
the product really is financial services kind of, you know? So, um, mm -hmm. what exactly would you consult there? Yeah. So we would figure out your intention for Instagram. So if you say wanted more speaking gigs or you wanted to reach that target audience or just whatever your main intention was, and then we would put yourself in that position and create content and post that around that intention. So say you wanted more awareness and to be shown as more of an authority figure in that industry, then we would start posting photos of like you speaking at an event and then in the caption, you might have a little bit of value about um, like tips and things around the industry that you know. Um, and then kind of like, do you know Gary Vee? Kind of like how the way he's positioned himself in the entrepreneur niche. Um, so he's just posting like little clips of him speaking and doing like valuable advice for entrepreneurs. Um, it shows him at speaking gigs. It shows him at consulting. And what that's done is then created like a global marketplace for people to find him to then get him to speak at events and get him to be the expert in whatever he wants yeah, to be. Yeah, and I think for what the example that you mentioned, like the financial market, I think you'd be relying quite heavily on your captions to provide value and, um, you know, give people insight into what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And not only that, maybe you could be giving away like a freebie in your bio to try and push people over into your sort of awareness funnel at the beginning. Like there's a couple of little tweaks you could do there like that. I like what Tash mentioned mm. about the different types of content based on the intention for the podcast show and that so on. Right. Um, and what I'm seeing a lot at the moment with podcast shows in particular is doing those little snippets. So, you know, yeah. taking a one minute segment from mm. the podcast and posting that and having a little bit of information about that in the caption, that's been working quite well. The yeah, wave, found... they call them the wave, the wave, the image. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. We've yeah, found um, a really effective thing for our podcast um, Instagram has been getting people to screenshot when they're listening and then post that on their stories and tagging us. And then we reply to that and repost all of those. Um, and that's just given us like, like a direct access to our audience, like direct feedback of what they were liking and what episode. And then also awareness for our podcast to all their audience. So it's been quite good. Cool. Okay. I love mm. that. That's super cute. Okay. I'll take a lot of your time. Um, just like, let's, you have a couple things you want to talk about on your consulting. You also have your um, product. So ace the gram.com forward slash the win, go check that out. And what would they see when they go there? Yeah, so we've got a few different things for your listeners today. We've got a list of 20 free apps and websites. So we mentioned mm -hmm. a few of those today. And they'll just make your life on Instagram a little bit easier. So whether it is editing photos or, you know, cutting up a video to put it on your story, there's a, a heaps of tips there. We've also got sort of like a self-assessment. So figure out where you're at on Instagram at the moment and maybe yeah. where you could improve. And then also we've got a chance for your listeners to have a 15 minute discovery call with us. So that's all over on Instagram.com forward slash the win. Perfect. Well, I love that. I'm going to do that myself. Uh, anyways, <laughs> thank you for so much for getting up at six or seven in the morning, whatever you have to do. <laughs> no worries. I really appreciate thank that. You. No problem at all. Thank you for having us. Of course. Of course. Okay. When this is Heather Hing with like a boss, go check out acethegram.com forward slash the wind. And Instagram is the latest and greatest. You've got it. It is different. It's unique. I mean, not Twitter. It's definitely not, um, it's not Facebook. It really isn't. So I think it's time for the next level thing, which is Instagram. So ladies, I just really appreciate what you guys are doing and we're creating. Go check them out at acethegram.com forward slash the win. This is Heather Haven with Like a Boss and check us out, of course, on iTunes, Google Play and Amazon. Uh, with Alexa. All right, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Check us out at heatherhavenwood.com. Are you a coach, consultant, 
small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to callwithheather.com. For more, go to heatherhavenwood.com.